In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst. He is in <clears throat> Today, uh, the church commemorates um, it, within the OCA the uh, new martyrs of, of Russia, which were the martyrs that were made during the uh, when uh, the revolution, Russian Revolution, happened. And then, of course, beyond into communism. And there were many people who died. Some have said more died in the last century from uh, uh, persecution. More Christians have, were martyred than were in all other centuries combined. With these massive upheavals of governments and peoples and, of course, their brutal tactics of suppressing uh, opinions so that they can control the people according to their needs. I'd like to spend a moment reflecting on how might we respond to that as, as a people. Now, I cannot control what people do in here, but I can't control people outside of these walls. I can possibly control myself if I'm prepared and that's what I want to reflect on is how would we respond to it? And as I was contemplating this, uh, this how would I respond to such upheaval, I of course remembered that it was only a few years ago that we had an upheaval within our culture. And then I began to recall the responses that people had. And those responses were much like what happened. And when we look back and we commemorate the martyrs, we have to remember that in a society of, of millions of people, that the martyrs are a fraction of those people. And that when challenging times come, most people aren't going to respond well to it. They're not going to respond well psychologically, emotionally, politically, and otherwise because most of us simply aren't prepared for things like that. We're not prepared for society to drastically change overnight. We're not prepared for simple things like wearing a mask, if you will, um, you know, uh, reaching out to each other during a time of a pandemic. Uh, we're not prepared for, really, upheaval. And yet our very Christian faith that we dedicate ourselves to talks about being prepared for these things. It talks about being aware that we are just sojourners on this earth and that we're going to live in times of tribulation and that nation will rise against nation and that even on the inside family will rise against family and that this is actually as a Christian what we should expect alongside of persecution unjust persecution if they persecute you justly well it's not really persecution unjust upheaval and persecution and that some of us will be killed for our faith 
How do we prepare for such a thing? Well, it's going to sound a little trite for me to say this, but it is literally in our day-to-day -day practices of the faith, in being faithful, in living faithful lives of prayer, in living faithful lives of, of community connection and worship in church, in reading the scriptures, in reading the lives of the saints, in our fellowship with one another and our, how we make those connections with one another. It is literally in those basic steps that we can grow and be prepared for the drastic change. Because whatever happens on the outside, which we have no control over, we have to respond to from the resources that we have on the inside. And if the resources that we have on the inside of us, if what we've invested in ourselves is YouTube or sitcoms or a 24-hour news cycle where the TV is always running on in the background or endless internet activity, whether it be totally perverse or whether it simply be dwelling on the times, each one of these things we put into our hearts, each one of these things will, are the subtle faithfulness, and I'm going to use this word in a different way, those things we put into our heart day by day, those are the things we're faithful to. And so if we're faithful to Fox News, we will respond that way. Substitute any news organization you want in there. If we're faithful to make sure we get those two hours of TV, that's what we put into ourselves. Think about what you are faithful to. Think about what you have prioritized in your life and realize a time when that inconvenience or that convenience of your life may be ripped away from you involuntarily. Now, there's one thing that no one can take from us, and that is our relationship with Christ. And actually, in today's epistle, it talks, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about how there is nothing that can separate us from the lo love of Christ. The government can ban us from attending our churches and we're not separate from the love of Christ. It can systematically try to kill us and we're connected to Christ. It can ban our materials. It can try to teach our kids strange things. Nothing. None of the principalities or powers of this world have power to separate us from the love of Christ. But that love is something that we abide in. It's something that we have to come to know by spending time with Jesus Christ. I mean, I know my mother loves me. She's up in Vermont right now, and I'm quite sure of it. But there's a difference with the invisible God where although on an aloof account I can be assured of his love, when I begin to suffer,
I begin to question, uh, what, am, what am I being punished? What did I do? Because, you know, in America, we think that if we are doing the right thing, that everything will go well, and everything will be happy, right? Well, that's not really true in the scriptures or anywhere else. But the point is, is how rooted are you in the love of Christ? And the experience of the love of Christ often comes down to our own faithfulness, to our dwelling in God's presence, to our experience of Christ because we've taken the time to look for him, to search for him, to put the kingdom of heaven first so that all of the things that are mentioned can be added to us. That is what will root us. We know that a persecution will come. I mean, we can see it. I'm sure many of you can sense it. That there will be a time just by the natural course of things, nothing really special if you know history, if you're a history teacher, which I know some of you are, and you look at our history, it happens, you know? Clashes happen. Cultures happen. It's coming, whether it's directed directly at Christianity or whether we're just simply a side casualty of a changing world, we will experience something. Let us root our life in the Christian faith. Let us root our life in faithfulness, in Christian practice, so that when these things come, we're not left to our own devices and we don't become merely part of the crowd. On the Sunday of um, Palm Sunday, we often talk about how Jesus entered into uh, Jerusalem on a donkey, and some fathers will say that those who were in the crowd praising him would later be in the crowd asking for him to be crucified. That's because our hearts are very fickle, and of course, this is, if you know yourself very well, this is just the truth about humanity. One minute, the emotions are this way, the next minute, they're this way. But we're asking, and I'm telling you, that we need to root ourselves so that we're not emotionally swayed by the signs of the times, emotionally swayed by the culture, and so that we're rooted in our practice and our faithfulness as the core of our life that judges everything else on the outside. And each one of us in here is the only one who has control over that in your day-to-day. -day. So may God bless us with faithful hearts that prepare us and give us that connection, the experience of his love which surpasses all understanding so that if difficult times come, so when difficult times come, we can, like Christ, walk upon the water that is surging and storming and find connection, experience the love, and even die for his sake in the midst of whatever may come our way. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Christ is in our midst.